from the Mercy One Studio. Making it personal with Bishop William Johnson on Iowa Catholic Radio and iowacatholicradio.com. Welcome to Making It Personal with Bishop Johnson. I'm Kelly Mesher-Collins with the Diocese of Des Moines. On today's show, we're visiting with Jean Wells, Executive Director of the Catholic Tuition Organization, to talk about tuition assistance, tax credits, and more. But before we get to today's interview, well, it's a beautiful fall day, Bishop Johnson. I heard you finally washed your car. <laughs> it's word out on the street, or, you know, you can no longer read in the yeah, back. Words of- you read words in the back of it. Yes, the first time since I've come to be Bishop of Des Moines. That's a pretty About sad a statement, you know. We finally found time to do that and get it cleaned out inside. So, uh, you know, hopefully it's not a petri dish help. for anything right now. But, uh, yeah, that was one of the first uh, as we begin to try to take a little bit of a day off on Thursdays. We're, you know, we're still working yeah. on that. But uh, also got out to Easter Lake last uh, Sunday for the first time. My, what a jewel that is on the southeast side of Des Moines. Mm-hmm. And uh, just a marvelous day. You know, I was incognito and shorts and uh, a jacket and things. There were a couple ambassadors of the city. I don't know what nationality <laughs> they were, but they, they greeted me both times we passed and making our, uh, our walk around the lake. So the golden uh, changing of the leaves and everything else. So uh, we all love it. I think fall is probably uh, the favorite season for most of us. So, and uh, we've yes. passed our ember days uh, already. Uh, the celebration, kind of commending, and a kind of mild day of penances, days of penance, preparation, kind of spiritual uh, purification, but uh, also commending to God nature and all that we're about on the feast of the triumph of the cross. So, uh, I know. Uh, Father Christopher Pichu, uh, pastor of St. Augustine, had a nice little uh, kind of discussion of Ember Days. It was kind of enlightening. I did not know there were four periods of them as well. But uh, mm-hmm. And so just uh, with the chance, uh, a little uh, leisure, to actually finally read the uh, pastoral letter on the Good Samaritan that the Congregation of the Doctrine of the Faith released. It was released, uh, you know, a little bit ago, but it was actually on the heels of our ad limita visit that the CDF signed off on it and then Pope Francis approving it. What a beautiful reflection on kind of the, we think about uh, October Respect Life Month, but uh, and the way in which uh, we want to uh, defend the whole spectrum of life from conception to natural death. And I think this is really uh, integrating that way in which our own human vulnerability, uh, we all experience that, our limitations and against this horizon of a life that uh, endures forever that Christ has shared with us. And so this kind of gaze that not only healthcare people bring upon their work and the, the patients that they're there, the human uh, regarding another human with a kind of love that takes into the wholeness and the dignity of persons that might be there, but that ethic of care that would be present. So I think uh, just I was really inspired by reading this, and I know I'll be speaking at the uh, Iowans for Life banquet in November, and mm-hmm. it's probably seeding some of that too, but uh, it's got some interesting little phrases that uh, a society deserves a status of civil if it develops antibodies against the culture of waste, antibodies against the culture of waste. There are no disposable human beings, not mm-hmm. even at their weakest and most compromised state. And so the kind of love that we bring to bear, opening up another to realize that they're the uh, uh, the uh, object of God's unconditional love by the way that we re- respond to them and relate to them. And so I think it brings forth, the, you know, not only the uh, affirmation of palliative care, uh, kind of trying to relieve the pain that might be there, but that we're not merely passive participants in the Paschal mystery, that our suffering united with Christ and how we then feel this challenge at the same time to remain, to remain close to those who might be sick 
or who all may be making that last leg of the journey uh, that could be there. It also kind of challenges us, though, because it does say that uh, for those who've maybe surrendered hope and uh, not simply embracing death as an, an ultimately human act, but uh, actively pursuing death through a physician-assisted suicide and euthanasia. And it, uh, it does say as, mu- as pastorally, as chair- much we want to bring God's uh, love and charity to bear, that it may call for us not to administer the sacraments because the person who is bound and determined to, to terminate one's life you know, by mm-hmm. intentional choice is not really receptive to uh, the sacraments of anointing the sick, uh, the Eucharist, and, and confirmation mm-hmm. if that's not present. So it's kind of strong medicine, if you will, but it's also that therapeutic goal to bring a person to conversion, even those latter phases. So uh, the Good Samaritan, Samaritanus bonus on the critical care persons, and, and so I think that's something that we can be reflecting with healthcare people and others as we go forward. So uh, good good news from the church again about the uh, respect for all human life. All right, we're going to take a quick break. You're listening to Making It Personal with Bishop Johnson. Thank you, Blessment International, for their support of Iowa Catholic Radio. Everyone lives their life 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 365 days a year. How we use that time directly affects if our life will leave a significant impact or not. Each year, Blessment International leads Central Iowans on a 12-day, all-inclusive experience sharing the heart of Christ with children in South Africa. Teams are forming to do something significant in an African child's life. Learn more at blessmentinternational.org. That's blessmentinternational.org. Thank you, Big Red Q Quick Print, for underwriting the sports report. Family owned and operated since 1980, Big Red Q Quick Print is a full service print shop ready to help you with all your printing needs with speed and accuracy. Forms, manuals, brochures, letterhead, envelopes, business cards, custom invitations, design, and bindery. Big Red Q Quick Print, located across from Merle Hay Mall. Online at bigredq-demoine.com. Big Red Q Quick Print. We make printing easy. Welcome back. I'm Kelly Metro-Collins with the Diocese of Des Moines. On today's show, we're visiting with Jean Wells, Executive Director of the Catholic Tuition Organization, to talk about tuition assistance, tax credits, and more. Good morning, Jean. Good to have you with us. You know, the, the roles are reversed here, as you know, you with your own show usually interviewed me, I think, the last time we were together on Iowa Catholic Radio a few months ago. It's like the tables are turned. <laughs> yeah, so we so we uh, banter a little bit with each other. We pray together sometimes at Mass at the Cathedral. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know that we party a whole lot together, yeah. but, <laughs> but you bring a certain joy and things to, to bear, uh, you know, making it personal. Uh, peace to you again in the wake Thank of you. your mom's death uh, past uh, uh, this uh, past June, I believe it yes. was. And how's Thank the family you. doing with uh, kind of that absence of, of one who was <laughs> for many generations part of your life? Yes, yeah, she was 97 when she passed, and uh, we just met together oh, this past weekend or so, and, and as her, her gravestone um, had been placed. And so we met at the cemetery, the siblings, and, and did a little prayer service with her next to Dad and um, it was another time for healing. So, um, you know, she's happy. She's, she was ready to go. So, um, we shared that joy with her. 
What a what a great witness that you know that that embrace of of the next phase passing over to mm-hmm. the eternal life of God and uh, what a beautiful Catholic thing they did too. Kind of a not we don't have to wait till November to remember the dead. I think that uh, kind of sacramental presence that you offered each other in that way. So may uh, may your folks be uh, abiding and remaining in joy uh, with each other. Uh, you also brought on board uh, a colleague here in the CTO Catholic uh, Tuition Organization, Lauren Elliott. Is that right? That's right. Well, you know, it's interesting, Bishop. She joined about two weeks prior to COVID when we shut down the office. (laughs) So (laughs) we've done, uh, we rarely see each other in person, but, you know, thank goodness for the various Zoom technologies because we've done all of our work together while we've been face-to-face on on Zoom and from training to, you know, now knee-deep in the fundraising time of the year, so... Yeah. I'm sure I'll know her when I run into her on the street. <laughs> <laughs> but she might be wearing a mask, so who knows? <laughs> what a great asset for you, though, as well, because oh. all that's going on with the Catholic Tuition Organization, yes. and uh, it's a it's been quite a dynamic uh, contribution to the, the livelihood of our schools and the families who can look for support so that they can participate in the mission of forming not just, you know, in knowledge, but in, in faith as well. So mm-hmm. how many children and families has CTO helped over the years, and, uh, and again, how long has CTO been in existence in the Diocese well, of Des Moines? We were established in 2006 um, by the the grace of a bipartisan legislation here in Iowa, um, and throughout the years from 2006. I remember until those days when there year. used to be bipartisanship. Uh, yeah, you know, that kind of historical <laughs> relic of, of, of our society. We should, you should write a history book on that. Um, yeah, so Young people I mean, are scratching their head. What, bipartisanship? What? Can you spell that, please? <laughs> Yeah, well, we've had Republican, Democratic uh, majorities in the governor's office as well, and um, they have continued to advance the cause of school choice. You know, in, in back in 2006, they passed um, legislation that uh, provided $2.5 million statewide in tax credits, and this last year it was $15 million. So, you know, that wasn't one fell swoop. That was Many times the legislature came together to say, yes, we're going to continue to encourage school choice. And and over the years, you asked, we've given over 20,000 awards in tuition assistance, 31 million bucks. I don't know about you, but that's not pocket change. No. (laughs) (laughs) You know, and isn't isn't that amazing? This year it's over 2,000, 2,063 kiddos um, will be receiving 3.1 million in assistance to attend our 16 schools from St. Joe's on the east side all the way over to St. Albert and Council Bluff, you know, every school. So Shelby County and St. Malachy's and and Creston and and everything. Yep, and St. Patrick's and Perry, yep. Every school has families that are in need. And, you know, they apply for tuition assistance, and when they qualify, we help them. If they qualify, you get help. That's the great part. So they do have to kind of show their their financial status and, and help uh, kind of make that make that case for themselves. Well, yeah, but, yeah but, absolutely. But they they an fill out an application yeah. and provide their tax returns, and and that information goes to a third party vendor. So the schools don't get that confidential information. I mean, I can see it, but. My memory's not that good, Bishop. I can't remember <laughs> twenty five hundred applications. <laughs> so you know, it, it's we very much respect the privacy of our families and the humility it takes to say we need help. 
we need help, and we're going to go to CTO. And I am so grateful that they can do that because we do want them in our schools. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. And if I, you know, used to be good in math, but uh, if I, you say 2,063 uh, students, mm-hmm. that's about a third of our total enrollment. Is that right? Or it is. I mean, you know, I just rounded to say we have around 6,000 kids, mm-hmm. you know, and, and it's like a third, and people think, well, in Iowa, you know, you're, you're just a middle of the road, easy going, everybody's doing good kind of economy. And it's like, yeah, we think of ourselves as Iowa nice, but um, that doesn't mean there aren't families that have need, and they do. Some of them need as much help as we can possibly give them. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. And uh, and again, because they believe that there's something uh, valuable about Catholic education mm-hmm. as opposed to to the other options that they would have, and so that they would pursue this. And certainly, no stigma, but it's a mm-hmm. great blessing that they can be uh, incorporated into the communities and and the parish community, obviously, mm-hmm. which also is usually providing some measure of support as well. So what kind of reasons do you hear parents speaking of that uh, why the Catholic education is a priority for them? Well, I, the obvious one is the, you know, faith-based education. Um, and, but it's more, I mean, you and I, I was proud of Catholic schools. It's more than the commandments and the sacraments. You know, it's about living life centered on Christ. And, yes, kids need to learn the factual things about our faith. But just like in the morning offering, you know, they they need to be taught what does it mean when we say we're offering all of our our thoughts, words, and deeds. How does that really play out? So, you know, they learn about service. They learn about virtues and and the values that we aspire as, you know, when our lives are rooted in Christ. And, you know, that service above self thing. And And little kids need to be kind of taught that because we're just, selfish by human nature, <laughs> you know, and so you kind of teach them about how to give. You, you mean you believe in original sin? <laughs> I know. Shh, don't tell anybody. Yeah, I, I think that's sometimes lost. In, in, everyone yeah. thinks of angelic natures here, but anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, you know, we, we're all potential tyrants, aren't we? But right. uh, but no. I mean, it's just the uh, the ambiance, the the water they're swimming in, if a way. And mm-hmm. and uh, I was a uh, a product of a good uh, public school education. Yeah. Uh, parents had to compensate that. But uh, throughout my priesthood, I've been very privileged with parish uh, schools to be very present as a, an associate pastor, and then uh, also teaching in Catholic mm-hmm. high school, and then higher education. Obviously, there is just something where then spirituality doesn't get siloed or like. It's mm-hmm. it's forty two minutes of the day that we're going to talk about religion, and then mm-hmm. it goes on to something else. It's you know the kind of naturalness uh, you know that becomes the, the culture in which one is already kind of there, where prayer flows into things, the concern and 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 love for for people in that way, and that you know you may be talking about history, you might be talking about science, but that these things are just you know seamlessly joined together mm-hmm. in that way, and uh, without even realizing it, 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 it shapes a kind of uh, attitude toward the world. A kind of natural attitude, a supernatural attitude that they can have. Uh, well, and, and I also look at, you know, that academic excellence that we strive for in all of our Catholic schools, and parents recognize that, that their kids are held to that standard. I was just talking to um, a parent last night whose kids are now all grown, but that, you know, they were talking about the value of their high school experience and that they couldn't understand why their friends in college were struggling with the expectations that they had from their college professors. Mm-hmm. You know, and she's like, because you had them in high school. <laughs> you 
you know, those expectations, you learned those and you grew with those. And, and because of that, you excelled academically and now you're prepared for that next phase of your education and prepared for life. So, um, yeah, that we're not loving our young people when we let them settle for mediocrity. We're no. going to call them to excellence and, and the habits of being, including the discipline, and, and that we, we believe in them sometimes more than uh, others might. Uh, and, mm-hmm. you know, I could certainly tell when students were matriculating to, to, to college, you know, you just knew if they were coming from Dowling, Catholic high school or others, that uh, mm-hmm. they were going to have that, those habits, they, they would bring their A game in the, mm-hmm. in the classroom. So that was something that we wanted to, to reinforce as well. And then, of course, the pivot that was made with COVID and how quickly our parochial schools adapted, very nimble. I just was blown away that day one, following spring break, the kids were ready. And as you know, I have, I have two grandchildren at St. Teresa's. And even the preschoolers were, I mean, that's, you know, really, you know, you've got COVID, you've got all these things going on. The preschoolers, we can let them read a few books in color, Right. You know, but but no, even the preschoolers down to that level, four-year-olds, were continuing their curriculum. They didn't miss a beat. Yeah, and we've seen now an influx of, of parents that are saying, oh, I want that for my children. I didn't realize how dedicated those teachers were to, you know, the whole child, um, even down to those little four-year-olds. So, I, you know, it's just, it's a blessing. The blessing, although, I mean, you talk about silver linings for COVID. I think that's one of them. Mm-hmm. So. And that uh, the, the yeoman's work that our teachers do and the sacrifices they're making, I think on average probably most of them are 12-hour days these days with the hybrid mm-hmm. delivery models. And so it's a particular moment in our history, and, and they, they've really heroically stepped forward mm-hmm. and uh, allowing themselves to be present as much as possible. I think our, our schools continue to monitor as closely as anyone and, uh, you know, taking into into account the, the data and everything else. But uh, the ultimate deliverable is to be present, to flourish, mm-hmm. you know, in communion. We are social animals, and to be present in the learning environment where they're interacting with their peers and their teacher face-to-face. You know, my Episcopal mm-hmm. motto, seek his face, <laughs> seek his face. So that's why. Um, but, the, but the benefits that flow, you know, into the family – that also then not only lift up a parish, especially as they're present for Mass and other things. And I think that's always a kind of evangelical call, kind of a prophetic challenge, that uh, that this is seamlessly connected with the liturgy, the Eucharist, mm-hmm. and that one doesn't just say, well, if I've sent them to school, I can kind of kick back here. I've done my job as a parent. No, it's it's uh, living at and that witness that's there. You know, I see that, you know, the Holy Family School. Uh, I see that in other schools. St. Teresa's, you just, there's something palpable there and and it's hard to always kind of you know quantify that but it's it's present but when we want to hang some numbers on things can we think about how the larger church and our and our larger society our country how does catholic education uh, profit them well i think we can look at i mean we don't have to look very far you know i look at at the members of my board all of the committees down at the diocese the leadership in our own city and, you know, you see the, the impact that, you know, the, I'm not, I'm, the Catholic schools can't take the credit for all of Iowa nice. <laughs> but, you know, hey, we can't on this show. You know, it's, <laughs> <laughs> you know I, I look at the people that, you know, I interact with that are products of Catholic education, and they aren't, they're not just smart people, which they are. They are, they are concerned with the root cause of lifting up the community 
And I think that's a part of why we are Iowa nice, that we are rooted in that, you know, it's not just about me. It's about, you know, again, that service above self thing. That, that's why we, we live in this community. That's why I love Iowa. You know, it's one of the reasons I love Iowa. So um, yeah, and there I you think, have it. And I think that, you know, all right, lots of schools, uh, young people grow up with a service ethic today in our culture, but the sense of a, of a common good, the kind of glue that holds us mm-hmm. together, and that life is that primary common good, and all that we do part that. So it has something more enduring than just kind of a, a one-off service opportunity as well. Mm-hmm. well. We should probably talk a little bit more about the nuts and bolts about mm-hmm. CTO and how that, you know, the, the mechanics of that and how people can uh, claim personal benefits. We don't have to divorce ourselves totally of self-interest in all this. Yeah. Well, any 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 way people want to give me money, they just need to let me know. <laughs> it's a leave no stone unturned kind of year because, um, again, thanks to that bipartisan leadership at the state house, we get to raise six hundred thousand dollars more than we did last year. Yeah, as opposed to saying I have to raise it, you know, we really mm-hmm. get to because that's going to help these families and. And so, you know, I'm just, I'm really leaving no stone unturned. If you run into me on the elevator, I'm going to ask you about CTO. <laughs> Remind me to take the other elevator. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm among the converted, okay? <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, we, we a lot of stock gifts are coming in. You know, there's appreciated stock. Um, for those farmers that have been blessed with a good crane crop and prices are good for those, um, you know, supply and demand, that, that price is going to go up for those with those farmers. They can donate grain, you know, credit cards, you know, all, all those kinds of things. And we even take checks. Can you believe that? <laughs> what, 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 what kind of instrument is that? I know. <laughs> it's this little oblong document. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, yeah, I mean, it is so, the, the benefits. Again, I was talking to a group of friends last night, leave no stone unturned, right? Mm -hmm. And um, I said, you know, folks that, that I always use the $10,000 example, right, Bishop? You know, so you have have 10 seconds and then we're going to have to carry over past the break. Okay. So, yeah. So don't, don't get too technical here. Oh, man. Yeah. We might have to hold off as well. And we're, we're conscious, as we mentioned, the farmers that many are not doing well, but uh, some others were Mm -hmm. telling me that they're expecting a bumper crop. So, so Kelly, is it time to take a break? That's right. It is. We're going to take a quick break. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Blessment International for their support of Iowa Catholic Radio. Everyone lives their life 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 365 days a year. How we use that time directly affects if our life will leave a significant impact or not. Each year, Blessment International leads Central Iowans on a 12-day, all-inclusive experience sharing the heart of Christ with children in South Africa. Teams are forming to do something significant in an African child's life. Learn more at BlessmanInternational.org. That's BlessmanInternational.org. Is it time for a new roof? Then it could be time for you to get to know Bell Construction. Bell Construction is a roofing company entering its 30th year of business. They specialize in residential re-roofs, like commercial jobs, and have the experience to meet all of your roofing needs with personal service. With Bell Construction, the owner will come to your home or place of business in person to inspect and ensure the quality of work that you deserve. They pride themselves in working with you on a personal basis and making sure you are satisfied. Bell Construction, 515-963-4494. Welcome back. And Kelly Mesher-Collins with the Diocese of Des Moines. We are back with Jean Wells, Executive 
executive director of the Catholic Tuition Organization. Thank you, Kelly. And uh, I don't want anyone uh, writing in or texting and saying, you know, I'm sexist in any way. You know, Kelly, is it time to take a break? Is it time to get my car wash? You're not my personal ballet. <laughs> time to get coffee. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just run to Starbucks during your interviews. <laughs> <laughs> I've got some dry cleaning. <laughs> This is going south very quickly. All right, so back, pull it back. All right, uh, so uh, again, the the mechanics of the deductions, and you're going to tell us a little more about that. I will. I'll do the short version, Bishop. Thank you. Um, Someone gives $10,000 to CTO. (laughs) If they don't itemize on their federal return, they're going to get $6,500 of that back that they're not going to pay in Iowa taxes. So, yeah, that ten grand would have cost them $3,500. But they saved sixty five hundred in taxes, so really, they saved out of pocket three grand. Now I don't know about you and me, but if I can save three grand somewhere, I want to save it. So whether it's thirty dollars or three hundred dollars or or thirty thousand, you know, depending on where you move that decimal point. Yes. And if you itemize on your federal return, it's even more tax savings. If you're C corp, there's even more tax savings. You know, folks just need to call me and say, "How would this work for me?" and and I'll I'll give them. And, and, and let's let's remind folks, you know, so that it's not just simply being parasitic on the state or on the country in any way. How much is Catholic education saving uh, saving our our governments or saving our people of this good state? Okay, so just for the state of Iowa, there's about ten thousand students statewide that get this assistance from the various school tuition organizations, and the state. Uh, sends a check, I believe it's $9,600, $9,800 for each public school student to the public schools. Mm-hmm. So that's, let's take the low number, that's $96 million a year versus the $15 million in tax credits. Again, I don't know about you, but I think that's a good savings for the state. Besides, of course, the forming uh, citizens yeah. of, of the state, and yeah. hopefully many of them will stay here, but wherever they're going, mm-hmm. you know, the, who they are. Uh, and I, I understand there's a uh, matching opportunity here with the Reichardt Family Foundation. What is a this, blessing. Is this uh, connected with the, the famous Bill Reichardt when I was w- growing up? And my <laughs> parents would let me watch Beat the Bear too late on Sunday evening, and you know, yes. I, I own the store. Is, yep. that, is that the one? Yeah. Well, that's, that's the, um, <laughs> the patriarch. So uh, the Reichardt Family Foundation is Doug Reichardt, his son, mm-hmm. and his daughter, Kristen Hall, who now has... Um, a child out at Dowling, and we had an opportunity to share with them the story about CTO and the impact it's having on so many students that are now able to attend Catholic school. So they provided these funds, these matching funds, and they, if they want, if we can use their their name and their recognition to encourage others during this crazy year of financial challenges, um, they want us to be able to use that as matching funds. So. You know, a thousand dollar donation from someone becomes two thousand because of the match that will come from the Reichardt Family Foundation. So we are so blessed. So the well, thank you to them. That's mm-hmm. that's tremendous. And uh, thanks to those who may be considering that. If they want to find out more and get in touch with you, how do they do that? Go to our website. That's the easiest way. Uh, CTOIowa dot org. Beautiful, Jean. Mm-hmm. Always good chatting with you. Thank God you very much. You. Thank, thank you. you. God bless you too. Thank you. Very good. Well, Kelly, always nice to get good news out there, the gospel of CTO in that right. way. Um, mm-hmm. uh, in the Universal Church uh, for Young People, Thinking Young People, the Beatification of Carlo Acutis. This is an intriguing guy, isn't he? Right, yeah. 
Yeah, well, uh, Carlo Acutis was 15 years old when he passed away, and he was recently beatified. He was a computer whiz and had started documenting all the Eucharistic miracles taking place around the world. Um, people have said he was just brilliant. He kind of was self-taught, um, but he, he was very dedicated to going to daily Mass since he was about seven years old, even though his family really didn't have, um, you know, a strong faith. He kind of, you know, evangelized to them and brought the family in. So, yeah, he was recently beatified. I mean, I think that's a good message for, you know, I'm doing confirmations or young people. They have a, a, an influence on their families. They can evangelize their families. And I sure. think that's a call here, mm-hmm. not to excuse themselves. So very good. I'd love to hear more about Carlo. We'll look that up a little bit. I know his uh, appearance there, but good to be with you, Kelly. All right. This has been another edition of Making It Personal Bishop Johnson. You can hear Making It Personal with Bishop William Johnson every week on Iowa Catholic Radio and iowacatholicradio.com.